And do you know what I missed most? It's a feeling of a good, old-fashioned quickening. Wait. No. After what you did to me, you can't come up with a reason good enough. I can give you ten million reasons in American dollars. It's funny. You'd think that would be enough. I can give you the head of Duncan McLeod. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we discuss another episode of Highlander the series and discuss it in detail. So this is Eamon, and this week our question is, if Duncan McLeod went to Hogwarts, what house would he be in? (laughs) (laughs) Eamon, what house would he be in? Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe he'd be a... Well, he kind of dresses like Slytherin people. He's got that weird snaky look to him. He's got the ponytail and the slick back hair and turtlenecks. That seems very Slytherin. Yeah, uh, he is also kind of an insufferable know-it-all a lot of times. So <laughs> I'm thinking that's that's Ravenclaw-ish. Hmm. Keith? I don't know anything about Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh, wow, Ooh. I didn't know that. Yeah. You never, never read any of the, the books? Nope. Not Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> you do not say Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, but good. no, the answer is probably that he's a Gryffindor because he's Gryffindor. like Gryffindor. Because he's like our hero. He's right. constantly adventuring right. and he uses a sword. Bomb. Wait, like. Wait, like. But for the record, both Richie and Tessa are in Hufflepuff because at this point in the show. Afflepuff. They're just Afflepuff. so Afflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, Afflepuff. 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 Harry Potter Applebar. Is this a new, a new character <laughs> coming into the show? We're going to kick this chimney I, I sweep I can't, out of the studio. I, I, can, I can't say much other than Harry Potter in this oh. voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Keith. Uh, Keith, Kyle, and Eamon are here. Hello. And and our answers were Slytherin, <laughs> Slytherin for Eamon, Ravenclaw from Kyle, and Harry Potter from Keith. Uh, this week we have a little reader mail from David S. He says, Hey guys, I wanted to address the Gathering movie comment about how the Gathering episode and Revenge is Sweet were edited together. We talked about that a, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Right. Um, he says, I remember going to the video store, and as he says, it's an old archaic place where people would go and rent plastic boxes that contain film, and after return them within 24 hours get charged out the ass. Um, and renting a VHS copy of Highlander movie called The Gathering. It was so weird how it was marketed. The VHS tape sleeve had a picture of Christopher Lambert from Highlander 2 on the cover with his long hair. I recall the back had some odd info, but nothing specific and not a mention of Duncan McLeod. <laughs> uh, then you watch the quote-unquote movie. Uh, in short, they literally just edited two episodes together back-to-back. The Gathering ends with Connor getting on a boat and leaving the island, then fade to black. Then you have the New Year's Eve fight, and it just continues on. No tie-in, no continual plot, just two episodes that don't have shit to do with each other and aren't even consecutive. Just edited together and slapped into VHS box with, you un- with unused Highlander 2 art. Keep in mind, this was pre-internet, so I was confused as an early teens Highlander fan. Confusion is part of being a Highlander fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we feel your confusion, David. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, so this oh. episode is episode 18, The Forgot. Lady and the Tiger. It first aired Saturday, April 24th, 1993. Um, and actually, this is weird. It, this airs about a month after the previous episode. There's a, a big, usually it would be a mid-season gap, but this is like a three-quarters gap huh. uh, for the season. I don't know why it was off the air for a while, but it was. It was directed by Robin Davis. Uh, he also directed Tomorrow We Die, uh, hmm. which is one of the, the better episodes this season. Um, and it was written by Philip John Taylor. Uh, he's done a bunch of this. We've talked about him before. Lots of Zorro. Uh, he also did Tomorrow We Die. Uh, so it's cool that they're paired up again. But he also did Free Fall, which is a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this guest stars Elizabeth Grayson as Amanda. Um, and spoiler alert, if you don't know, she becomes quite the series regular and actually gets her own spinoff show down the road. Um, so this is her first appearance. Um, little info about her. She was the 1982 Miss America uh, that's like her big claim to fame. And that's actually, crazy. 81 Miss Arkansas, I think. Wow. She was the first uh, Miss America to pose nude on Playboy. <laughs> hubba hubba. I imagine that caused a scandal. Yep. I'm, sure, I'm sure the people who are into beauty pageants were scandalized, which they deserve to be because they're into <laughs> beauty pageants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of scandals, uh, she allegedly had a one night stand with uh, former President Bill Clinton. Wow. Um, and I know she was, like, subpoenaed to, to testify against him, but never ended up doing it. Wait, huh. what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Pretty crazy. She's also in Marked for Death, starring Steven Seagal. Ooh. It's a good action movie. Uh, the other guest star in this is Jason Isaacs. Uh, you might remember him. He was the doctor in Event Horizon, which I love. Uh, <laughs> uh, but also... Uh, more famously, he's Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter, Harry Potter series Harry that you've Potter. never seen. I, I have seen a little bit. I have almost no knowledge of it, though. I'm sorry. But thus our Harry, po- Harry Potter question about, about yeah. Mac. Mm. Also, he was he. I think he does a voice in Avatar, The Last Airbender, Ooh. which is a pretty cool cartoon. And fantastic M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> yeah, great M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's an okay cartoon, but it's a great M. Night Shyamalan. Movie. M-, M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong is our preeminent director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also in The Patriot. I mean, we can all agree oh, Lady yeah, in the that's Water right. is a great movie. But... Oh, it's phenomenal. That Paul Giamatti. That lady. Oh, the one in the water? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir, the IMDb episode description for this one is Amanda, an immortal thief and former lover of Duncan, is confronted by the immortal Zachary Blaine, her former partner in crime. She convinces him not to kill her in return for providing him with the chance to take Duncan's head. So episode opens in a armored police transport vehicle and uh, Malfoy, the villain, is in a straight jacket. Yep. And he boots this cop who's guarding him yeah. in the face and then breaks his neck with his feet. So it's kind of an intense opening. Yeah. Then he manages to kick the window, just straight up kick it, out of this armored car. Yeah. So it is clearly not very secure. <laughs> no. Also, the driver doesn't hear any of Anything. this commotion. And the doors are, like, flapping open, and he, like, crawls on top. And it's like, if something's on top of your car, you're going to, like, hear that, right? <laughs> or like, I, I should I hope so. so. <laughs> so this Especially guy, if it's your job to pay attention for a living. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's, like, a trucker slash van driver, and he's on some, like, <laughs> stay-up pills or whatever. <laughs> stay-up pills. That's what those are Speed. called, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, high. I don't know. But so he gets on the top of the van and then jumps over to like another truck that's like one of those. What are those it's things? Like a car called? carrier. Yeah, yeah, a car carrier. This is like an action movie sequence. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Like there's it is some, cool. there's stunts. Yeah. Like like it's cool, but it's so like it's not plausible. <laughs> which I mean, none of this shit is. But 
So he gets on the car carrier and he steals a car from the car carrier. He like slides it down yeah. the ramp. And this driver doesn't notice this is happening either. <laughs> <laughs> and did, yeah. when they transport those trucks, are they like with full tanks of gas and with the keys in the ignition? Oh, I think he hot wires the car. Oh, he hot wires I think they it. show okay. yeah, him. I don't remember, but I'd hope so because I'd, I'd think you would avoid having the keys in the ignition <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's a pretty intense opening it's kind of fun i yeah. guess it sets up the villain as being kind of threatening i mean that's true he's got some skills yeah he's got moves we cut to the circus uh i guess let's just play this clip mm-hmm. of richie yep going to the circus i'm actually going to a circus unbelievable uh, <laughs> wait what's happening i don't believe it <laughs> I mean, I guess since Richie comes from a broken home, maybe nobody ever took him to the circus? It's really strange. Although, to add some clarity to this line, I actually looked up the script and what's going on, and the whole meaning is changed because they took out a line. Oh. Uh, in the script, Richie says, I can't believe I'm going to the circus. I thought this was just for people like in like Dubuque, Iowa, that go to the circus. And he's like unbelievable. So it's like it's uh, said. It's like with the the thought this were, was from people from like Dubuque. Like it yeah. makes it like this snarky comment. But they yeah. leave that out. So now it's this like jovial he's just like really I can't excited. wait. I'm yeah. at the circus. Richie's <laughs> at the circus. Wow. Also, like the circus footage, they play like thirty seconds of circus footage. <laughs> yeah. It's just like all right, we get it. Yep. It's a circus set in the scene. But they were invited by somebody. Is that right? Yeah. Someone sent them tickets, and they don't know who. Duncan gets fucking invited to so much shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's always getting invited to things. By it, his enemies. Yeah, <laughs> it never works out. Like, Duncan, can you stay in? Like, <laughs> So they're at the circus, and it's, like, intercut with all this footage of the creepiest children. Yep. And they are loving it. Yep. They're at McDonald's. Uh, so <laughs> while, while they're watching the circus, uh, Duncan gets the immortal Spidey sense. Right. And it turns out it's this woman, Amanda, we mm-hmm. find out later, and she is a high wire right. act at yep. the circus. Um, although, like, there's some interesting Spidey sense stuff going on here yeah. because they sense each other. Mm-hmm. And then she later gets the buzz when she's, like, on the high wire and gets, like, that distracts her and she almost slips. Yeah. So, like, does it go away because she, like, goes away to go up the pole yeah. and then when she walks above him or something, she gets Yeah, like, there was, again? like, a, a, a tight Proximity perimeter on this thing? and, yeah, yeah she, like, know. left the, the zone and then went back in it and got the buzz again. I mean, that was my theory because I have to imagine it, like, runs in three dimensions, right? Like, there's right. a certain foot radius to it <laughs> and if you're above, that's going to throw the whole thing off. So maybe she went vertically... And then vertically got out of his spidey sense. But then as she walked on the tightrope, entered back into it. Because I have to imagine if you're flying over another immortal in a plane, you're not going to get the immortal spidey sense for half a second as the plane goes by. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd imagine. Right. Uh, Yeah, I think it would be cool to be like a stunt person because you're immortal. You can't get hurt. I think it's it's a cool career for immortals. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. And also, as we find out, this person is a professional burglar. So she's doing second story work. A ham burglar. Mm. Or in this case, a ham bookler, as, we'll find out <laughs> as we find out soon, because she's trying to steal a book. Uh, so we get a flashback uh, <laughs> to 1804 Bavaria. He's like horse riding to a chateau, but it's not a chateau because they're in fucking Bavaria. So what is what is a Bavarian chateau called? A I, house. A house. I don't know. I don't so know. he he's returning so from say, a, a long trip, I guess. Yeah. And he meets up with Amanda's there, and mm-hmm. we find out they're, that they're lovers. They're boo loving. I, I remember, I'm just going to, a personal anecdote here. Uh, when I was a kid, oh man, Amanda was like smoking hot, I thought. 
she still know. is. She, uh, yeah, she she's is. A, she's a very <laughs> lovely woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I remember her being like a, a crush, like one of like a first TV crush sort of person. Like, yeah, because I, I, I she's super yeah. sexy on the show. Yeah, I remember being a little little young lad, a little young lad, and, yeah. being, <laughs> and being corrupted by Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like smooching, and and she looks like she's packing up to leave. Because as it turns out, she is trying to make off with the Baron's jewels. Right. That's so she right. fills like a sack with these jewels. She's got like her riding clothes on and she yep. puts a, a ring on the, the bedside table. Right. And then takes off as Duncan's snoozing. And so when she takes off, she meets Malfoy downstairs and he's like, I'm, I'm going to take McLeod's head while we're here. And she's like, that wasn't part of the deal. Like I was going to help you steal the jewels and we'd take off. I don't know what he helped with. Like he just seems to show up at the end. It seemed like she did all the stealing. Yeah. And he was there. Right. Yep. <laughs> he helped. <laughs> and he also has this bizarre fascination with getting the the quickening for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And like what's his beef with Mac? So the the captain of the guard for this for Baron Holstein, whose house they're in for unknown reasons, comes and discovers the ring on the side of Duncan's bed. But they must have suspected, like, because they bust into the room. Yeah, That, that, ring, that ring is the, the proof. And also, I was yeah. thinking, it's like, well, is this just a coincidence they didn't catch Amanda? They right. If they had just busted in the room, like, five minutes ago, they would have caught the real thief. Uh, right. So I don't know exactly what her plan, like, when did they steal this stuff? When was it noticed? Uh, did she notify people, like, to get McLeod, like, frame him? Because we know that's something she likes to do is frame people for yeah. shit they didn't do. I don't know. I was kind of wondering. I think it's more that TV yep. logic. It's a TV show. It yep. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I've kind of noticed, they haven't been busting out the trope of having Duncan be bad at fighting lately. That's got, That was something we would comment on often. Oh, right. Plot, the plots would be advanced because Duncan would just get shit housed for no reason right by, by goons yeah by a doctor <laughs> or like <laughs> yeah we haven't seen that for a while and this is yet another fight scene where duncan like, takes on a bajillion guys and yep. is okay so and i he, think like owns all of them yeah like, yeah yeah this is a very fun scene uh, yeah and, and the costumes are awesome yeah. all baron holstein's yeah so he ends up getting like the costumes the, the the captain of the guard or whatever, like on the floor and he cuts his mustache off, which yeah. is fantastic. There's a part where he's on the floor and like Duncan kind of lunges forward at him with the sword. And I was just like, for the purposes of filming, like that looked dangerous to me. <laughs> that looked like if Adrian Paul like slipped a little bit more, he would have literally stabbed this guy <laughs> with the sword. I was just wondering, like, do you think they use a real sword? Is that like a prop sword? I know they do use prop swords. They're they're aluminum. Because okay. I think they break them all the time. So they uh, had to have tons and tons made. Yeah. So Duncan rides off into the, the night yep. uh, after Amanda. And, well, he gets a, a nice ball shot in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jumps on the horse and goes, oh. <laughs> but this entire scene is great. I wish it was brighter. Yeah, it's it was really dark. It was yeah. kind of hard to make out at some points what was going on. But yeah. yeah, this is a this is a high quality flashback. Yeah. So after this flashback, where we this is you know where we first meet Amanda, Duncan, Tess, and Richie are like leaving the circus tent, and Duncan is explaining to Richie what a thief is. He's like, she steals whenever it suits her, and Richie's like, you mean whenever she needs the money? It's like, yeah, Richie, what you did before. Like, yeah. Do you really need this explained to you? That's right. Apparently, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, that he is a thief. Yeah. Oh, Wait, and people steal when they need the money? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. 
a whole new world's being opened up to Richie. Finds That's out right. what a thief is. Yeah. He saw the circus for the first time. Richie's big day out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Amanda comes out and is all like lovey-dovey with Mac and Tess isn't liking it. Yeah, Tess gives Richie, though, throws is, some shade her way. Richie, though, is loving it. Yeah. He's yep. way into it and creeping pretty hard. Yep. Then we're in the big top. And Amanda gets the immortal Spidey sense that night. And she thinks it's Mac, like, coming to pay her a visit. But it turns out it is Malfoy, who we now find out his name is the villainous Zachary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zachary Blaine. So he's like David Blaine. David Blaine. Yeah. With somehow a less threatening name. Yep. <laughs> uh, so he's, I guess, out of prison now, obviously. Uh, right. Amanda's surprised to see him. And he is like, you know what I missed the most when I was in prison? And then he takes the sword and right. he like points it at her breast. Yep. And it's super, it's like, ah, what? Like, this reminded me of in Band of Brothers when Grayson is like, Duncan McCloud must keep you abreast of a lot of yeah. things. And then he looks at Tess's breast. It's like, <laughs> what is happening? It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But the actual answer to the question is a good old fashioned. Quickening. Quickening. <laughs> Which is somehow grosser yeah. than like him wanting sex. It's pretty gross. And he's about to chop off her head. She offers him $10 million. Yeah. And he refuses that. But then she's like, well, I can give you McCloud's head. And that's appealing to him. Yep. He's like, okay, now we're talking. For some reason. Because this is like a person who he knows has betrayed him in the past and has her like dead to rights. But yeah. he's also not very smart, which is good for her as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. So next, we're on the barge, and Richie is going to, like, get all his clothes off. The, like, So we see, like, his underwear, his stupid American all flag. All American flag <laughs> stuff. Like, um, and there's this wild guitar music right. playing. It's like they hired the guy that does, like, the Lethal Weapon soundtrack. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so Amanda shows up to the barge looking for Duncan. Daddy Mac. And, of course, Richie is, like, he's super flustered because he's, yep. like, Head over heels, enthralled with her. Um, and then we get treated to this, like, insane bit of dialogue. Uh, so let's play this clip, because I think it's really funny. I'm sorry, I don't think you've told me your name. My name? Richie. Rich, uh, uh, Richard. The Lionheart. I knew him. Richard the Lionheart. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> really? What was he like? His uh, lion heart wasn't his only animal attribute. Uh, so I'm assuming by only his animal attribute I, that he had a cat penis that was like <laughs> bright red and had barbs on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. Also, we cut the clip. She actually goes on to describe what those animal attributes were. I know. Cat penis was not with <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, also, that is where this dialogue should have ended, because it was gross enough. Yeah. Like, like, she then goes on to describe, like, his stamina and his rippling muscles. It's, and it's really just, gross. And yeah. then she's like, and you remind me a lot of him. Why is she doing this? I don't know. Uh, does does Richie threaten to, like, tell Tess she's... The, it's like, he's like, well, I wonder what Tess will think of that. Which doesn't matter anyway, because Tess she, is in the boat. And yeah. she talks to her two seconds later. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what the game that she's playing is. Or that she's just... Maybe she really is attracted to Richie. Mm, a very young lover. Ever think of that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she then goes downstairs into the barge to downstairs right. into the barge. I, I guess think so. that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. She's in. Yeah. She's in the barge, and Tess she's is on there. The deck. She goes downstairs. Tess yeah. is there, actually drawing a portrait of yeah. 
of Amanda. It is a pretty good one. Yeah, it's like, good that's like the first good portrait that's been on this <laughs> series. Yeah, uh, Tessa's drawing is much nicer than her sculpture. She's she's boned up. She's a uh, oh, like, and Amanda like Richard and, the Lionheart. She's boned up. And Amanda right. goes, "Sorry <laughs> to barge in." Uh, so they start getting like into it. They just start throwing shade at each other. Like Amanda's like, "Oh, like you're a sculptor? Like I knew Rodan and apparently banged him too." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I, I like he didn't even use sketches. He just went right to the clay or condoms." <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, that was too much. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, then Tess is like, "Well, anyway, uh, Duncan's not here, and I'm leaving, so you have to leave." And then Duncan shows up. But now, having said it, Tessa does have to leave. Yeah, yeah and then she leaves, and she's like, "The ghost of Christmas past is here." She's like, "Don't unwrap any presents while I'm gone." Ew. And it's like, "Wait a minute, this cheating thing is back." Like, yeah, they're like, "Oh, Duncan's just gonna have do all the ladies like That's right. when I'm not around." Also, the phrase "unwrap any presents" was like really kind of gross. It's yep. like, "What are you talking about, man?" <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> but that seemed like a line that someone was very proud of themselves when they wrote for no reason. Right. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's literary. <laughs> so Amanda asks for Duncan's help uh, because she says that she sensed an immortal. He's not a fan. Yep. And that, you know, Duncan needs to help her out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why should I? You fooled me before. I don't know. But he, he fool agrees, me once, I guess. Shame, shame on, on you. Yeah. Fool me twice. Just can't fool me. Just can't fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> For our international listeners, that is uh, George W. Bush flubbing a, a famous <laughs> saying. <laughs> the point is, I can't get fooled again. Yeah. That's right. Then we go to Zach. <laughs> like, <laughs> the villain is Zachary. Yeah. <laughs> Who is uh, in the market for a sword. So I guess in the, in the previous scene, he had Amanda's sword. Yeah, he took which, it from like the box she hides yeah. it in. Because I guess that was an old trick she would do. But I guess he gave it back. Yeah, Why did he so. just steal it? I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, so he goes into this sword shop, which is apparently a thing. And like, do they have just places where you can just go and buy a sword? <laughs> I mean, I, I figure it's like an antique store. Yeah, I figured it was more of an antique shop than a or maybe sword she, depot. Yeah. Or maybe he went to a Renaissance fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but apparently he's been here before, and he's looking for a uh, Damascus blade or an Austrian saber. Made of Damascus steel, I think. is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And they have one there for 40,000 francs. Which is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And that's 92 money. It's apparently, I looked this up, it would be $60,000 this sword would cost today. Hubba hubba. Yeah. So the guy says, well, I don't think I have that on me. And the shop owner says, well, we do take credit cards. And then he just, he stabs him and then says... I don't leave home without it? And it's yeah. like, huh? Yes, you do. You just acquired it. <laughs> yeah. You just acquired this thing right now. Yep. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, you know, that's like the old the old credit card commercial right. phrase. Like American right. Express, like never yeah, leave home like without that. it. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. They really wanted to work that joke in, but couldn't yep. find a but way. But it doesn't yep. really fit it. Yeah. Because yep. he doesn't come with the sword. And I don't think he had a credit card on him, so it doesn't work on any level. <laughs> <laughs> So Duncan then goes to visit Amanda and Amanda's like, oh, won't you come in for a drink? I've got some. I forget what booze she tries to tempt him with. But right. Supposedly it's his favorite. Vouve Clicquot 76. Glad you wrote that down. Yep. Uh, it's a champagne. Oh, it's a champagne. Champagne. Mm. It's and- a mid-level champagne, apparently. If you bought it today, it would cost $300 wow. for that bottle. Damn. That's a lot of dollars for yep. a bottle of anything. <laughs> 
This is a bottle of gold. Then. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to know how might, I got in that bottle. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably take that for 300 Um Well, Mac just thinks she made up this whole thing to get him in her trailer. Yeah, that she just wants to bang, and that's that's her game. She wants the D-Yunkin. <laughs> <laughs> You're all welcome for that. <laughs> that's kind of all this scene is. And then yeah. Duncan goes to leave, and sack attack. <laughs> <laughs> he flips over like he like super flips over a like pile of hay yeah out of nowhere and just goes like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then they start sword fighting and uh jason isaacs is this him he's like really good yeah it's good this fight is so fast like in yeah. terms of the speed at which like the the sword contacts are happening and they both look like they're having a really good time yeah so it's kind of fun like this is a different i wonder if jason isaacs was like trained previously in a in a form of fighting yeah maybe it's that like because, fencing or because something because yeah this is very fencing yeah like, it's very like swashbuckly yeah. i guess and uh so i'm wondering if like he was experienced in that because duncan fights in that style too yeah. with him uh so maybe that was what they did it's really good yeah it's good uh but then the fight is interrupted by a fucking clown yeah. like, hey, what's going on over there and then some dudes with pipes show up <laughs> <laughs> i'm like well i know who i'm putting my money on in this <laughs> matchup the two dudes with swords or the pipe man <laughs> it's pipe man obviously yeah pipe man begins <laughs> <laughs> so they they stop fighting and run away and duncan swears she's never seen him before i don't know what's going on yeah you trickster and then this also establishes that mac has never met this person before yeah i guess you're right yeah who has such like a desire to get mac's head but like they've never met that's crazy to me yeah yeah i don't understand what that's all about because he tries to introduce himself and he's like oh i know who you are highlander yeah it's like you do and this is another weird thing that this show always does where like every immortal mac fight seems to know who he is and he never knows who they are yeah. And they always refer to him as the Highlander. It just, it, like, to me, it doesn't make sense still. Well, it tends to be the case, though, that they're coming for him. Right. Like, they must have, you know, they're in the game. They're trying to find people to it's go like they kill. heard of him, like, word of mouth or something. They I never guess. refer to other people by, like, their geographic location. I kind of assumed that, like, they were trying to establish that people had nicknames in some way. Yeah. Right. Even just thinking like about. Like, Slam the Cat? Yeah, like slaying the yeah. cat or even like the Kurgan. Or the like, other Highlander. Or the other Highlander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that does make a lot of sense. And it's kind of cool that they would have an immortal nickname because they're always changing their real name. Right. So, it's so like, they're, oh, yeah. they're known within their like inner circle by right. like their like fantasy RPG name. Right. Yeah, basically. It's like, oh, sorry. Oh, you're, you're Connor McCloud. I was looking for Nash. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So, and yet everyone in the show seems to use their real name all the time, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So then we're, we're back at the barge, and Duncan's on his computer, and he's like, I recognized Blaine from a news story where he escaped from that prison van or yeah. whatever it was. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he does Convenient. computer magic to yep. like cross-check that, and it's like, oh, okay. So that's how he knows who Blaine is. So it also, Duncan reveals that Blaine once escaped prison by jumping on a telephone wire right and walking across it so it's like established that well i mean i guess it was already established that he was a escape artist but now it's established even more even more tess i guess is digging into this story a little bit more for right. some reason uh <laughs> so she visits some old circus man called yeah the memory the man. memory man yeah. bike man memory man these Bye. are all just Mega Man villains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which also is basically a property with quickenings in it. Mega Man kills the other robot Whoa. masters, gets a quickening. Maybe. Oh, shit. Mega wow. Man and Highlander are based on each other. Just saying. Whoa. Highlander Man. That could be like a far in the future <laughs> Highlander story. Yeah. That's this awesome. This is a great idea. It is an idea. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, this is an odd scene because all it does is, I, I guess it just establishes that Zach and Amanda know each other. But and that's already been established. Well, I guess not. Well, twice. we know that as the audience. Oh, but, Tess but I guess Tess and Duncan yeah. don't know because Amanda's been lying the whole time saying, like, oh, I right. don't know who this guy is. But Tess sees an old poster that has both their pictures on it. So then she gives Memory Man a smooch. Yep. Meanwhile, Richie is... <laughs> tailing amanda for some reason yeah he i guess convinces mac that he should tail her to see like what the the scoop is well i guess right. this is after uh tess informs them that like they definitely did know each other before right. so richie's like i'm gonna figure out what's going on yeah he sees zach and amanda go into a museum together and he mm -hmm. follows them in and they're in there checking out a book that they want to steal that is worth 10 million dollars so this is like fancy pants book i'm gonna assume it's worth more than 10 million dollars but and that would be zachary's cut of it or is he getting the entire amount oh right because she offers him 10 million and then also we do to wonder how much is it worth in reality because she has to sell it on the black market and art has a traditionally very low black market value because if it's anything worth having you obviously can't display this stolen thing in your house right maybe she could sell it to gabriel piton yeah from uh eye of the beholder that's Which is true. an episode we'll be talking about in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's also like it's one of these illuminated manuscript type books. It's like a Book of Kells type thing yeah. or something. Tess and Duncan are getting in like a fight on the barge. Tess is like, I don't understand why you why you like Amanda. Like, what is the deal? And it's like, really, Tess, you can't think of any reason that <laughs> Duncan might not might like Amanda. Because, like, you were worried they were going to bang a couple minutes ago. And this is when Tess says her line. Zachary's motor is running. Duncan says that. And Tess's response, she's still caught up with this Amanda thing. She's like, well, maybe if I was a lady pirate, like, you'd want to help me. Also, a lady pirate? Lady pirate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I Amanda guess that's what a pirate? Amanda, yeah. I guess Amanda's a thief. She's yeah. a lady pirate. I don't know. She's an acrobat. A land pirate? Is that what that is? <laughs> a like a thief pirate. is a land pirate? <laughs> oh, I guess that's, that's what it is. She, does she have a peg leg? <laughs> that makes it very easy for her to walk on tight ropes. Yeah. Peg leg. <laughs> so Tess is, yeah, really butthurt about this. <laughs> so Mac then goes to the circus to try to confront Amanda and sort all this out. And this is the, this, we, we find out now at this point why Zachary hates Duncan. And it's basically like, because Zach has a smaller dick. Like Amanda was like, Oh, like he was always jealous of you because I told him what a great like lover you were. And that made him mad. Yeah. Like that's it. Uh, and then this, this whole conversation is capped with Amanda saying, come with me. And Duncan going, I've already had that pleasure. I'm like, what the Ew, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> so she lures him into like a circus tent. And then she has her circus goons pop out. This is like an episode of the 1966 Batman. Like, <laughs> well, and then the fight moves that are about to be based yeah. out are straight from 
yeah. that Batman. So these circus goons also all know karate, like <laughs> much like the crooks in Seacouver, all of these circus guys. Like they have a karate fight in the circus. Right. At one point, though, Duncan takes these two kind of older looking guys and bonks their yeah. heads together. <laughs> bonks their two heads. So Duncan like kicks the shit out of all these karate circus men and then more karate circus men appear. So there are just like a ton of them. And does one of them have a gun? I think so. But then they throw a net on him. Yeah. And like he's a yeah, fish. They net him. Yeah, <laughs> they net him. And that's the end of this fight. His it's almost acting... as effective as a jacket, yeah. as we learned from last episode. His acting in the net is ridiculous. Because he's like pretending to struggle, <laughs> but he doesn't really look like he's struggling. He looks more like exasperated than afraid yeah. or in danger. Can I just say, I want to be netted at some point in my life. Because I have seen in so many, so much media, people getting hit by nets. Yeah. And I think I'm being very naive about this, but it just doesn't look that threatening. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing about getting netted, like really seems that disruptive to me. I'm sure it is. I'm sure in reality, if I actually had a net, like a properly made net thrown on me, <laughs> I'd be, I'd, I'd be like <laughs> fucked completely. But I just kind of want to know. Cause like I, th- because in my mind, it always reads false, and actors don't seem to know what to do when they're in it. Yeah. And I just always assume that's because it can't actually hold them. <laughs> it's just because, like, Duncan could just be like, eh, no, I have to get rid of this thing. <laughs> but he can't, so he has to go, I'm trapped in a box or yeah. a net or eh, I'm a baby. <laughs> mime time. Ooh. It was mime time. <laughs> so Duncan's tied up in a chair. And he's like, how did Amanda convince you guys to do this to me? And then he goes, oh. I know what she did. And it's like a bunch of like hand gerbs. Like what? Like what is implied here? I think that's what that is. She's hammer like, jammers. Yeah. Like she wait, was, really? I, I missed so. this too. Yeah. I think he, there's a strong implication that she just like did some wanks. Like she, yeah. She was there like lion tamer for a little while. I don't know. <laughs> Very good. Fine. Well, he's talking to circus this. master, please. Yeah. <laughs> He's like talking to this weird clown guy who's in full clown makeup for some reason. <laughs> How else do you show up to a fight? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and uh, Duncan doesn't have good track record with clowns and mimes. I'll say no. that much. Duncan's saying, "Hey, you know, you have me tied up, but I'm one of you guys. I'm a, I'm not a rube. I'm a, I'm a circus guy." Is that a term of art? In the circus, a rube. I tried looking, and I (laughs) couldn't find any specific circus use. Well, don't they have the whole circus language? What's that called? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I just thought of it. There's like a, there's like a, or am I thinking of carnies? Maybe carnies. Like, I, carny might be a derogatory term. If it is, I'm sorry. But I think they do have like their own like lingo. Huh. If anybody knows about that, leave a comment. Yeah. If we have any circus folks in our audience. I think that's a thing. So it could be. It could be. Interesting. But he says, I was the great McLeod, and I did an equestrian bit. (laughs) Also, I want to say, I think in a later episode, like in seasons down the road, I think they explore that this is not bullshit. Like, that (laughs) him and Amanda, I think at some point, did some act together, which is That's interesting. Uh, I could be wrong, though, but I I, I recall that. So... Unless I'm mistaken, which first off, I don't know why they untie him and decide, let's let him prove that he's not a rube. With yeah. knives. Yeah. Like, let's yep. give him knives. Yeah. They also, it's their idea to give him the <laughs> knives. Like, he never says, I was an equestrian knife thrower. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you were an equestrian? Well, surely you also throw knives. Here you go. Enjoy them. But then they give a guy a gun. It's like, don't try anything funny or we'll shoot you. Or is it like, if you don't do this, we're going to shoot you. 
I got the impression, don't do anything funny. But okay. I, I like that if he just fails the circus test. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to shoot him. The first rule of circus test is <laughs> one wish, shot and you failed. I wish it was the clown holding the gun, though. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, I mean, like, intercut with this whole thing, Amanda and Zachary are breaking into the museum using various, like, circus tricks. Like, they do a tightrope walk to get mm-hmm. into the museum window or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, McLeod starts his... Like equestrian, equestrian bit. bit, and he's yeah. like, "It's showtime!" Yeah, it's like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> and they play this really cheesy music. The footage is sped up. <laughs> like the stunt he does is impressive, but it's like sped up, so it looks stupid, right? But yeah. he throws knives at he throws two knives at targets, gets bullseyes. Yep, and then he throws the third one into like an electrical box, and it becomes pitch black, yep. and he <laughs> manages to escape. He gallops the horse out, but the person with the gun like is shooting. And I'm like, what are you shooting at? You can't see anything. This is so dangerous, sir. <laughs> That'd be yeah. amazing if the lights came back on and there was just like a he dead killed, clown. Yeah, he shot the clown. <laughs> he was just looking for an excuse to murder that clown, and it, he took his opportunity. Clown town. <laughs> Jeez. So in the museum, Duncan shows up to spoil their fun, just as Amanda's about to steal the book. She's doing like Mission Impossible stuff. Right. Yeah. She's like lowered over the, the, the case with the book, like by a rope. And Duncan is like above them on a balcony. Oh, so Duncan, uh, he's like a smart. Also, there's no buzz. It, like he stands up there and is just watching them. Yeah. And there's no buzz or anything, which I thought was kind of odd. So he yeah, flips on the lights. They're taken completely by surprise. Yeah. It's like him. when he turns on the lights that yeah. they notice him. But anyway, so he flips a coin. He's like, oh, should I call the police or shouldn't I? And he flips this coin and just lets it fall to the ground. And that triggers the alarm. Right. So then they, I guess, fuck their plan. They grab the book and run out of there. Yep. And they run into like a nearby abandoned cafe. Yeah, this something. is this is the same cafe that used in like for evil sake, I think. Like this is this is a dangerous place. Like yeah. whatever. Like I would not <laughs> want to go there. Not yeah. have brunch there. Yeah. <laughs> so Blaine pulls a gun on Amanda because he thinks that Amanda's double crossing him. And then Max shows up and disarms him. And they both pull out their swords in the most like insane fashion. Like it's like they were definitely never there before. No, like, and they like reach behind their back and all and of a they sudden have like a, full a huge sword. sword. Yeah. Blaine just like Blaine. It's especially egregious because he just like goes like he puts his hands behind his back. I was about to say go like this on a podcast. <laughs> he puts his hands behind his back and then all of a sudden there's like a huge sword in his hands. I'm like, what was that? Tuck down your pant leg. <laughs> like, yeah, which, by the way, you. Probably didn't want to take your sword on this daring heist you just pulled. I can't yeah. imagine it would be uh, very convenient. Right. <laughs> but then they have, like, kind of a cool fight again. Yeah, they have a cool fight. Like, they get thrown through the cafe window, and then Blaine uses a trash can lid as a shield. Right. Which does not sound cool, but <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. It was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. a good fight. Um, but then Duncan knocks the sword out of Blaine's hands, yep. right? And it's like, ah, Duncan's going to win. Mm-hmm. And then, whew. All of a sudden, his head is gone, and they pan the camera over, and Amanda, like, snuck yeah. up and did it. And it's yep. like, oh, wait a minute. Like, what is happening here? Like, I thought the rule is not, like, no two against one. But and, right. and, what the fuck and, happened to no two? And how is this not two against one? Yeah. Like, you, no. <laughs> I guess Duncan, maybe, the only way I can square it is Duncan just, Duncan already won. The fight is over. I don't know. But no, it's it's no. bullshit. It's bullshit. Because <laughs> we've seen Duncan like I was... lose the fight before. Like yeah. he's been down for the count and like pulls it out at the last second. I might be wrong. I was getting a vibe 
that Duncan might have let him go. Did, you, did anybody else get that vibe? I didn't get that vibe. No. Yeah, for some reason, I was just, I feel bad for Blaine in this episode. I feel like he kind of, <laughs> kind of gets shafted a little bit. Yeah, like that shafted, not on like that prison guard whose neck he broke with his feet. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah, and this guy's also just a creep from jump. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. If all we knew was that Amanda had got him sent to like Supermax, yeah, <laughs> that would have been one thing. But he's clearly a bad guy. Yeah, that's true. Oh so yeah, anyway, and I forgot he murdered that store owner. Right. <laughs> Never mind. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I feel bad for this double homicide. <laughs> so, like, I think the, the choice to have Amanda just take the head works for her character. Like, it sure. makes sense because like she takes advantage of whatever situation suits her. Yeah. So it's like okay, this makes sense for her character, but it's like. The, the rules are way broken by this, I think. Yeah. Like, I, there's in no way I think this doesn't count as two against one. You can't sneak yeah. up on somebody and take their head. I mean, is it because he was disarmed? I don't, I don't think so. That's the, only, that's the only way to square it. But yeah. I, I still just don't think but so. But what if he was always disarmed? Like, what if the fight was just, like, she couldn't have held him down while Duncan took his head or something? Well, that goes back to, are these rules just rules that you're supposed to follow, but nothing's really stopping you from not following right. them? Like a code of honor thing? Yeah. Maybe. Again, they get real wishy-washy with some of these rules in those movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we'll tackle later. Huh. Uh, but the stakes are so high, everyone would cheat. Every yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah, everyone. And like, also, this guy had a gun, too. So it's not like he's super honorable. He was yeah, going to shoot true. Mac. So that's pretty much the end of the episode. Duncan takes the book back. Uh, yeah. Amanda slams Tess. She's like, you know, she's going to get old. And Duncan's like, I don't care. Which is, I guess... Makes Duncan more noble and yeah. not. And that's like the end of the episode. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, this episode didn't have like a typical wrap up, like where Duncan's back with Tess, they giggle. Yeah. That sort of stuff. They make coffee. What's, oh, I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of a joke at the end because Amanda's like going to leave and then Duncan's like, uh, Amanda, leave the book. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, that's like kind of a jokey thing. So who is the lady and who is the tiger? Mm. The yeah, I guess we should talk about the... Uh... The lady is Zach. <laughs> and the tiger Well, is, like, hold on. How does know. this title apply? I don't know. I don't know either. So the... Is that a term? So is it the, like lady a reference? And the, the Lady and the Tiger is a short story, and it's it's real short, and it's about I think it's a, it's an Indian story, I think, or it's like an Indian princess. The point is, there is I guess uh, it's been a long time since I've read. I remember reading it in like high school. Uh, there's a prisoner. He's in like kind of like a gladiator pit sort of thing, and he needs to make the choice. There's two doors, and behind the one, it's like his freedom, and he mm -hmm. can go be with the princess or whatever. But behind the other one is a tiger that's going to eat him. And the princess makes like a head nod, motioning to one of the doors. And then the story kind of ends. And like the, the, the thing that's tricky is which, what was she telling him? Pick that door or that's the one with the, like that's supposed to be the point of the story is uh. you don't know what she's trying to tell him. And he right. doesn't really know either. So I don't know if it's about like Amanda double cross, like I don't know. Well, she's a double crosser. But the, the, yeah. but again, in that story, that person was not trying to double cross anybody. It was just about making a choice, and you're not sure what the choice would, where it would lead, I guess. Hmm. And also, Amanda, it's very confusing what her plan is, because at some point it seems like she is totally willing to serve Mac up to this guy. Because yeah. she reveals that, we didn't really talk about this, that champagne that she was supposed to serve him was going to be poisoned. Right. And then right. Zacco would just like come up and give him the chop. Right. But then she could, like, that could have been her lying to Zach. 
true. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure if she really was going to go through well, with this plan. Initially, why does she invite Duncan to the circus? Because Zachary isn't on the scene yet. I think she's just into it. She just likes Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, all very confusing. She's a bad habit, as he says, <laughs> which is just like a way of which was basically just him telling Tessa, like, oh, by the way, I bang this girl a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> is basically what he's saying to her. That's why Tessa's so butthurt. Because <laughs> he's yeah, it's like not. I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 with you on this one, Tess. Yeah, Duncan's kind of not being cool or smart about this. No, yeah. certainly not very respectful to you. <laughs> Amanda's great, though. I love Amanda. She's oh, good. Yeah. I, I thought she did a good job in this episode. And I thought uh, Jason Isaacs did a phenomenal job. I yeah. thought he was really good. Yeah, yeah he's the first, like, he's a pretty, over, like, we haven't had an over-the-top villain too much, and he felt, yeah, like, not too over-the-top, but he was, like, really threatening. And Yeah. Let's talk about the Watcher Chronicles here a little bit. Oh, uh, so we have, uh, for Amanda, Amanda Deru. Uh, she was born circa 18, or excuse me, 820 in St. Anne. Uh, her first death was in 1850, and she was killed for robbing a plague-infested house. Was um, she killed by the plague, or just killed? I double checked that. Yeah, it does. It does. It says robbed or killed for robbing it, not by oh. robbing it, which is odd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they call out that it was a plague-infested house that yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. But huh. but that would um, be a good shtick for an immortal, because you know you're not too concerned about plagues, right? right. Um, but, but of course, she, but she yet. didn't know that yet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so uh, I just want to read Amanda's watcher entry here, just because it's why not. Uh, <laughs> Many words have been used over the centuries to describe Amanda: vamp, temptress, siren, coquette, femme fatale. Plus, some you can't use in mixed company, but they all add up to trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so did Philip Marlowe write this one too? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Born a pauper, forced to steal to survive, she turned theft into a sophisticated art form. Stealing has evolved from an act of survival to an almost act, uh, act of sensuality. Ugh. <laughs> Men are drawn like moths to her exquisite flame, knowing she's dangerous but unable to resist. She's not evil. She's just developed her only slightly skewed code of ethics. While there have been some stabilizing influences in her life, her mentor Rebecca Horn, her on-again, off-again lover Duncan McLeod... For the most part, Amanda has had to survive on her own, using whatever weapons she could muster. There's no denying that she's got some pretty formidable weapons. Oh, <laughs> God. Come on. Who wrote this? <laughs> so that one's pretty good. Uh, then we've got Zach- Zachary Blaine. Bl- <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Zachary Blaine. Malfoy. Yep. Uh, he was born in 1712 in Hamburg, Germany. His first, first death was in 1748 when a jealous rival sabotaged his tightrope. And so the Watcher Chronicle says he actually taught Amanda all her circus stuff, and he was adopted by a circus family, which I think is interesting because he was adopted. That brings back that theme of maybe they don't have parents. And then I also wanted to read Duncan's uh, Watcher entry for this episode for the flashback. Again, this is crazy town. Um, Again, take in mind, if you buy into like the fantasy of this, this is written by a Watcher in the field. This is like an important history of the Immortals. Duncan McLeod is an idiot. <laughs> How can any man thinking with his head and not with his parts allow him to be led around by that vixen Amanda? How can he not know that she shares his bed? She is also entertaining Zachary Blaine and perhaps others. Should McLeod manage to escape this situation with his head still attached, he would be wise to learn from this and stay far, far away from Amanda in the future. It's like, what is this? Like, yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Duncan McLeod is an idiot. <laughs> 
Duncan McCloud wins the game and then gets to read it. Yeah. Hey. Oh man, it's like those I hate Steven Singer billboards. <laughs> That's a real specific Philadelphia reference. Yeah. <laughs> there is a series of advertisements that run here in Philadelphia like for a getting, jewelry. I like company. we're getting deep into yeah. this yeah. now. And it says, "I hate Steven Singer." Duncan McCloud is an idiot. <laughs> Uh, so that about does it for this episode. I, I like this one a lot. It was good. I think it's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, this one's great. The fight scenes are great. Yep. And there's like there's just a lot of good stunt work in this. Also, this is... Amanda's a good addition to the show. All around solid. Yeah, totally great. Uh, also, this is the first episode. It's not like full on, but like later on they do some like comedy episodes. And this, I think, is the first hint at mm. doing a more humorous episode. Like, I think this episode's pretty funny. I don't know. Is, no. it, is it funny? Uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Amanda's but, Amanda's kind of funny, and she's yeah. used a lot to, she's to good. be kind of comic relief. Or, I like when Duncan does the coin thing. I don't like his whole interaction with the clown. I, I could <laughs> I could do without that. <laughs> you think I'm a rube? Yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is all around solid. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, make sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, and if you haven't gone on iTunes, get on iTunes. Click on the link. It's always on our Facebook page. Leave us a rating. Tell us what you like about the show, all that good stuff, and share it with your friends. And if you have any thoughts on this episode, uh, make sure to send us an email. Write us at highlanderrewatched at gmail.com, and we will read your thoughts on the air. Um, And join us next week when the episode is Eye of the Beholder. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye. like a master of i'm saying thinking disguise but that's not he's an escape artist no that's that's dana carvey, dana carvey. Uh, <laughs> turtle turtle <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs>